Hey, it is seven minutes after nine o'clock, and uh, we've got some exceedingly good news for Republicans in the state legislature. I will share that with you in just a couple of minutes. Nathan Worcester is going to be with us uh, from the Epic Times, and uh, he'll be on with us around 1030, I believe, 1030. Uh, and uh, he has been uh, covering South Carolina. He's the national politics reporter for the Epic Times. Murray Sabrin, our resident economist, he'll be on at seven minutes after nine. If you've got a question for him, send it to me, GaryNolan.com. Go there and, and uh, send me the, the question. Uh, but he's written a piece under the fog of war. Ukraine cancels its 2024 presidential election. So uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's coming up today. Uh, by the way, Brian, I don't know if you heard this or not, but scientists have apparently grown working testicles in a dish <laughs> that could one day solve what 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 nothing go ahead well one in 12 men worldwide um suffer from uh, infertility and uh, what they've done is apparently found a way to grow testicles and uh, it could be a solution for that problem that's fantastic for you i am so excited that uh <laughs> this has popped up well, <laughs> nothing ever pops up at your age. Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, uh, the reason I bring this up, Brian, is because this is exceedingly good news for Republican lawmakers in the state legislature. You see... <laughs> I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Missouri, pair, so huh? to speak. <laughs> well, now they, <laughs> now they can. Uh, Bearing Arms says the Missouri lawmakers won't move a bill that repeals some gun-free zones after the Kansas City shooting. Uh, Republicans in Missouri's legislature won't move forward on two pro-Second Amendment bills that were making progress this session after the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs celebratory parade last week, even though the two suspects who have been arrested are juveniles who aren't old enough to lawfully possess a firearm and there's no evidence to date that any of the other potential suspects involved in the shooting are legal gun owners. Um, one of the bills would have allowed concealed carry permit holders to bring firearms on public transportation, including buses, as well as inside places of worship. Uh, the other would have exempted firearms and ammunition from both state and local sales taxes. I'm not sure that I go with uh, avoiding state and local sales taxes, but I certainly think if you get on a bus, you ought to be able to protect yourself. Uh, but apparently the Republican lawmakers got, well, uh, their spines softened up. Weak and, knees? Yeah, and their testicles dried up. And, <laughs> and so this is good news. They'll actually be able to grow a pair in a uh, in a petri dish, uh, and then uh, have them inserted, and go ahead and pass the legislation through. Why would they stop? Oh, this has nothing to do with what happened there. It's ridiculous that they would stop this. We'll talk about this more on the gun show on Saturday, but I'm I'm just I'm just baffled by the willingness. Uh, of politicians to not stand on principle. I defy anybody to make an argument that holds up. I'm, I'm going to do this. If you're a progressive and anti-gunner, I'm going to open up the phone lines 
just for you. I'm going to give you a chance to make the case for any kind of gun control. You you feel free to pick up the phone, 800-529-5572. If you're local, you can call 874-9390. And um, if, if not, go ahead, send me a message at GaryNolan.com and tell me why someone riding the public transportation shouldn't be able to carry a concealed weapon legally. Why do they have to check their protection when they take public transportation? Make the case, I defy you. And for the Republicans who decided, oh, this is suddenly too hot to handle, and I know Republican legislators and Democrat legislators listen to this program, you feel free. Call me up. Let me know. Tell me. You know, why Why that makes sense. By the way, uh, two uh, two adults and a couple of juveniles have been charged. Uh, I'm looking up at the screen uh, yeah, for it's Fox it's kind of confusing because they had announced that uh, two juveniles had been charged with this uh, crime. And then all of a sudden the Chiron is saying two adults. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? So four people have been I, charged, two Jews I, and two adults, correct? I think so. That's what it okay. sounds like. Uh, I've just seen the photograph of one of the uh, assailants. Um, isn't it odd that we don't see any photographs? Uh, I can see the minors. They, you know, we've got laws to protect minors. Well, if they had Trump being... hats, they'd, they'd be front and center. Oh, yeah, we'd have the perp walk. Yeah. We'd have the whole video thing. Uh, and the hats would be twisted on their heads so they face the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. Yeah, Um we we played that audio and, and by the way the one guy w- looks like um, looked like a minority member I don't know what country he's from, um, but uh, wasn't it just yesterday we played that audio? It Where, was yes yeah. Uh, what's her name said uh, she thinks it's a member of a minority group. Looks like she's right. And like Coulter, yeah. And Coulter, yeah. And, you know, it's the irony of this is they broke every law in the book that already exists. They're minors. They're not supposed to be carrying guns. Well, we just need more then, right? Well, maybe the, the law they needs put to be up written any with signs. bolder print. Yeah, they didn't put up any signs at the Chiefs Parade. You know, yeah. maybe that was the problem. They didn't know. Oh, man. This is, and, and that the Republicans would back off on this. Why? I, I defy anybody to tell me that this makes any sense. The Constitution gives you the right to protect yourself. But it's more than that. The Constitution didn't, you know, didn't cover this simply because they wanted you to be able to defend yourself walking down the street. They didn't put this in the Constitution so you could go hunting those are, you know, parts of this, but they aren't the reason, the central reason for the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was designed so that if we had a tyrannical government, they would fear us. The government should always be afraid of us. But it's been turned around. 
we're all afraid of the government. Who's tell me any name one person who gets a letter from the Treasury that doesn't go, oh boy, and isn't afraid. You get a letter from the trade. Now, I'm not talking about a check. I'm talking about a letter from the IRS. You get one of those, instantly, your butt puckers. <laughs> you think, oh, what kind of trouble am I in? How much will this cost me? That's, that's how we've twisted the government around. I mean, it's, it's to the point where, where they intimidate us over everything. You remember that guitar maker, Brian, or, that was using yeah, wood it was from a... Gibson guitars. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they came storming that building with guns drawn. They make guitars for crying out loud. Well, they were using illegal wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, illegal wood. Uh, it's, it's pathetic, the direction that they've taken us. We're up against the clock. We have to take a quick break. Uh, National Security, uh, Anthony Blinken has some... Some ideas of what we have to concentrate on. I'll share that with you next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. 20 minutes after 9. I don't know, maybe this is a joke. I, I don't know if somebody's being facetious or they're just ignorant. Uh, but Steve sent me a message on the gun question. Uh, he said, uh, Great Britain and France banned guns, and they don't have mass killings. Actually, <laughs> yeah, Europe has more mass killings than we do by a long shot. Uh, so that's not accurate, and that doesn't uh, that doesn't cover you know why you can't protect yourself on a bus, in particular. But Steve, I don't know, maybe you're just being facetious, or you just don't know. Um, but yeah, Europe has uh, far more mass shootings than we do. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Under the fog of war, Ukraine cancels their 2024 presidential elections. And where does the economy stand? Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us to chat about that in uh, just a uh, just a little while. But in the meantime, you know, you look at um, military of of people that uh, we're concerned about, like the Chinese, um, the Russians, um, North Koreans. They're just, the, the Chinese are expanding their navy. Uh, there is a concern that they're going to have uh, more and more powerful uh, uh, navy than we do. Uh, they're constantly training and sharpening their skills. Anthony Blinken uh, wants our military to, to uh, be very careful, too, and, and, the, and the state, uh, the federal government to be. They, they need to be very, very careful. For instance, uh, he has decided that uh, we shouldn't use mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife. That will make us, you know, the State Department, the military, the federal government, we'll just be so much sharper and better off. I'm glad we're concentrating on this. Makes me feel much more secure. Yeah. Gender-neutral terms. Anthony Blinken reportedly asked staff to use gender-neutral terms. Oh, Lord, I just... You know, you just... You can't make this stuff up. Really, you can't. They, this, is, this would be... Uh, this would be a horrible movie. 
if it weren't really happening in this country. Uh, all right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572, or GaryNolan.com. And I promise I will keep an eye on GaryNolan.com uh, messages that come in. I think I was uh, a little uh, remiss during yesterday's program. Uh, we've got a little John Stossel for you we're going to play a little later on today. And uh, it deals with the government snooping on your phone. Oh, they would never do that. Oh, no. the cover, Why would they snoop on us? Yeah, they have no reason to, you know, intrude on our privacy, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's amazing how much the government knows about us. It's amazing how much information we give people in exchange for, you know, the use of their software. I'm... Uh, you know, I, I'm guilty of this. Uh, I've got uh, apps on my phone. And when I sign up for them, they have this, uh, you know, terms of use link. And you have to click that you agree. And you read the whole thing, right? I seldom get past <laughs> the first paragraph. Uh, and I don't know anybody that does. I've spoken with attorneys, friends of mine who are attorneys, and I ask them, do you read those? They go, no. <laughs> no, somebody, somebody. They could put in anything. <laughs> you know, it occurs to me, Brian, that there is an opportunity here for a contract lawyer to set up a website and make some money. Imagine if they went through these apps, read them, and then came up with a... Here's what it really means. Um, kind of boilerplate. Yeah. Yeah. They could make a fortune. Before you click on a link, you'd go to that web page and you'd look at, you know, look for your contract. Look, you know, it's uh, Facebook's uh, uh, app for your smartphone. And you'd go look for the contract. And it would be boiled down so that you know exactly what they're doing. They're using your data. They're selling it. Uh, they'll, uh, you know, they'll. This is the stuff they'll look at. Uh, if you get their mail system, I don't know who it is, uh, Gmail or Yahoo Mail or whatever. Uh, here's what they'll do. They'll read all of your emails. Uh, they'll sell uh, pertinent information. It, somebody should set up that web page. And I think they'd make a fortune. You'd, you'd have a commercial that you have to watch. That's how they'd make their money. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you uh, do that before you got, you know, downloaded something on your phone? I, I think it's a stroke of genius. If somebody listening to me does that and uh, you, you make a couple of hundred million dollars would you would you send me a check? Don't send it to Brian because I never ever get any of the money that goes through. Oh, through I the... send it. You just don't receive it. I don't know what the deal is, but do you do you put a check in an envelope and a stamp? Yeah. Uh huh. And what is the address? Uh, is it is it it's is your, it your house? No, it's your address. Yeah. No, I... I think you're I think you're you're being a Democrat now. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I think that'd be a great way to make a fortune. 
Every time they update a terms of service, you go and look at the contract, read it, and then you have a little synopsis. Here's what it does. I think I've stumbled upon it. If somebody doesn't do this, maybe I'll find an attorney and partner up with them. You run a few ads on uh, on TV. I think people would be streaming to your website. Oh, I like that. I'm That's my entrepreneurial spirit. Reaching out and touching people right now, Brian. Do you feel touched? <laughs> uh, not exactly. No. I think you uh-huh. are touched, uh, but that's, I guess, a whole other thing. Uh, all right. So you want to um, you want to go out and buy groceries, or you want to go to a restaurant and buy food, whatever it is you want uh, in terms of sustenance. You're paying more for it under the Biden administration uh, than you've paid in a long, long time. Wall Street Journal. Uh, They've got a story, they say it's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. The last time Americans spent this much of their money on food, H.W. Bush was in office. Terminator 2 Judgment Day was in theaters. It's been that long. Eating continues to cost more, even as overall inflation has eased uh, from uh, the blistering uh, pace that consumers endured throughout much of 2022 and 2023. Prices at restaurants and other eateries up 5 plus percent compared with January of 2023. Grocery costs up 1.2 percent during the same period, according to the Labor Department. In relief... It ain't around the corner. Restaurant and food company executives said they are still grappling with rising labor costs and some ingredients like cocoa or the, the, that are getting more expensive. Consumers are going to have to find ways to cope. If you look historically after periods of inflation, there's really no period you could point to where food prices go back down. So this inflationary shock that you're feeling isn't going away. In 1991, consumers spent 11.4% of their disposable personal income on food. And this is right from the Department of Agriculture. At the time, households were still dealing with uh, steep uh, food price increases following an inflationary period during the 1970s. More than 30 years later, food spending has retained that level. Food inflation raised the ire of uh, President Biden, who took to Instagram during the Super Bowl, uh, as you'll recall, because we we played this, to complain about shrinkflation. Jesus, this... This is the Democrats and Republicans who have done this to us. And Biden in particular with that second big blast of money that he sent out to people. And I I remember saying on the air right after that decision was made, you're going to be paying the interest on this for for a long, long time. Yeah, that's really expensive. Wondering if it's altered your lifestyle. Are you still looking for bargains at the grocery store? Do you go out to eat less? Let me know. 
Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Jeez, uh, there was a time when if you didn't let the information out, nobody got it. Your life was private. The only people that could get information from you were, for the most part, the Treasury. Not that they were entitled to it or should have had it, but uh, the rest of your life was pretty private. If you um, decided to uh, go shopping for a mattress, you'd go to mattress stores. Uh, you wouldn't suddenly get a slew of mail in the, in the uh, post uh, from the post office uh, advertising for mattresses. You did your homework and made your phone calls, and well, it was all kind of private. Now, every time you turn around, you look something up on the interwebs. And you get slammed with advertisements for that product. And it happens across platforms, which I find particularly disturbing. You can look something up on your iPhone. It'll come up on your laptop. Uh, it doesn't, uh, it, it's just amazing the reach and the information available to the marketplace. But more than the marketplace, this information is available to the government. Because the government is using your tax dollars to go out and buy this information from these brokers. This should be illegal. The government shouldn't be able to go to a, a to one of these commercial brokers of, of your information and buy it. Uh, they should need a warrant to get this information. And and there's no there's no limit to what they can't find out about you. John Stossel is looking into some of these apps on these smartphones, and here's his story. Did you know that through the apps on your phone, government spies on us? You shouldn't worry about that, says privacy advocate Naomi Brockwell. When you downloaded this app, you gave the app permission to access your camera. In this previous video, Brockwell told me, I've foolishly given up my privacy to tech companies and the government. You've probably given location permission. You've given microphone permission. In that short video, I didn't have time to include some of her good points. Let me have a look at your phone. I want to see what, what apps you have on your phone. What she saw made her say, If I were you, I would delete almost all of these apps. First of all, because... I like them. I know you like them, but you're taking your phone around with you everywhere you go. It's an intensely personal device that sees where you're going. It sees every person that's in the room with you, every person you've connected with. It has a microphone, a what camera. What should I delete? Right off the bat, Google Chrome. This is a terrible app for privacy. Google Chrome is notorious for just collecting every single thing that they can about you. Chrome is a browser, which means it's kind of like your gateway to the internet. Yeah, I like that. Well, you like having a gateway to the internet, but do you like all of that information being collected and then broadcast to thousands of different companies? Because Google is not really a search engine, the same way that we used to think of it as like, Google, we can search the web. It's an advertising company. So Chrome is collecting every single thing that it can about you, and it is broadcasting that to thousands of people to see like, who wants to bid on the opportunity to, you know, be in front of this man here. Google is auctioning off your eyeballs, essentially, to advertisers, but it's not just advertisers who are collecting this information. There are thousands of shell companies, of shady companies, of 
of data brokers who are also collecting it and in turn selling it. So the run-on effect from using something like Chrome is huge because it means that so many people then get access to your data. I'll delete it. You don't need it. Something like Brave works, works way better. Brave is a browser that's just as good and doesn't collect this information. I would say it's better because it doesn't collect this information. And it works a little bit faster because it doesn't deal with all the ads and the record keeping. Exactly. Every time you load a web page, there's that split second before everything gets loaded because there are these little empty boxes all over the screen and Google's busy auctioning off those eyeballs to all of these people who want to fill the boxes. So there's lag time, it, you know, there's bandwidth that gets taken up through this process. And with Brave, you can block all of this. It's fantastic. What else? We're sensing a pattern here, but Google Maps. I would delete Google Maps. But I need Google Maps. So you don't. You actually have an iPhone here and you have Apple Maps on there. So. Apple and Google both collect a lot of data, but well, Apple sometimes is, one is better than the other. I like having both. Well, Apple is way better when it comes to privacy. Google is tracking but what's everything. better at finding where I'm trying to go. Well, Apple is actually, I say, on par with Google now. It didn't used to be. It used to be kind of bad, uh, but in the last couple of years, it so has just have fewer of these. Have fewer of them, but Apple actually goes out of its way to try to anonymize your data. It it doesn't store in its databases your exact locations. It uses this technique called fuzzing. Good. What else? <laughs> oh gosh, you've got Gmail on here. That's another. They're all Google. But I use Gmail. So I would stop using Gmail. What should I use instead? There are lots of more private email alternatives out there. ProtonMail is a great one. Tutanotor is a great one. There are many others. The difference between them is that every email going into your inbox for Gmail is being analyzed, it's being scanned, it's being added to a profile about you. Google has a terrible track record. As soon as you connect to the internet, Android uploads to Google a complete history of where you've been that day. I've made videos about that and asked, is Google doing creepy things to us? The answer is yes, Google's former boss says. There's what I call the creepy line, and the, the Google policy about a lot of these things is to get right up to the creepy line but not cross it. Rockwell and others say Google does cross the creepy line. But nothing beats Google's convenience. It remembers my credit cards and my passwords. It fills things in automatically, so I don't go through torture like this. Incorrect password. Is protect yourself from not losing passwords, and that's a whole other area we could discuss. Uh, but I do understand the trade-off between that. If you put your data outside the control of a company, you have to take responsibility for that data, and that is a trade-off. But I say it's absolutely worth it. Email is so personal. Email is private correspondence about everything in your life. And I think that we should be taking those private communications out of the reach of the companies that want to read them and use the companies that put that data outside of their own reach, that don't read our emails, that have actually made it technologically impossible for them to read our emails. And I think that using those services is also a vote for privacy, to tell the market, give a market signal that we think privacy is important. That's the only way we're going to get more privacy and for it to become easy. The list of apps she says I should delete didn't stop at Google. There are many more. Why do you need an app for Shell? Why do you need it? Why do you need this? You could go buy gas at a station. You need an app to somehow facilitate. Yeah, I don't have to get out of the car. I press a button. It's all ready. It's 
It's easy. So you do have to get out of the car because your fuel tank is accessible from the outside. Right. So what okay. are you gaining from using this app? Somehow it's faster and easier. It's no, it's not, John. It, it just put in a card. Just put in a card. We think that we need an app for every single interaction we do with the business, and we don't realize what we're giving up as a result. All we're being told are the upsides, the conveniences of this, and most people are oblivious to the fact that they're really undermining their privacy. Rockwell showed me what my Shell app tracks on my phone. This long list is publicly visible on the App Store. I never bother to look at any of this stuff, but do they really need... Your purchase history, your contact information, your physical address, your email address, your name, your phone number, your product interaction, purchase history, search history, user ID, product interaction, crash data, performance data, precise location, course location, user... I mean, this goes, the scrolling goes on. They're collecting so much information. The first step before downloading an app Take a look at their permissions. Google and Shell, any others there? I would delete everything here. I don't think that you need an app for half of these things. I you mean, you've got apps here. I don't want to, I'm not going to tell people what apps you've got on your sure, device. tell them. I don't care. No, you should care. I'm here to tell you why you should care about this stuff. You've got, you've got a New York City COVID app. Why do you need a New York City COVID app right now? Because maybe there'll be a time again I have to prove I'm vaccinated to go to some store. Great. And if that happens, think about downloading it. But before you do, look at the privacy implications of doing so. All right, so. you can delete that. I, I can delete an app? All right. Okay, remove app. Delete app. Delete. Oh, does that feel good? It's like you have one less tracking device on your phone that you're carrying around with you. Doesn't that feel great? And the phone feels lighter it already. It feels lighter. The burden feels lighter. You feel like you have more freedom, less surveillance. It, this is a good feeling. I encourage you, if I'm going to give you homework, I encourage you, just go through and see, like, what's an app that you haven't used in the last month, three months, six months. And you know what? Just delete it. And if you need it again, you can always re-add it. But with the awareness that doing so does degrade your privacy and put your data into more hands. Another way to limit data from getting into more hands is to change the apps we use to communicate. Some of my friends now want to text via WhatsApp because it says it's encrypted. WhatsApp is end-to-end -end encrypted and is going to be better than standard SMS. It's nowhere near as private as an app like Signal, uh, which is an open source app that is really secure and is highly regarded by most security what, experts. So it's secure or it's not secure? WhatsApp collects a lot of data about you and shares it with its parent company, Facebook. And that data includes, you know, who you are, what time you're calling people, who you're calling, uh, intersection of, of uh, data. It says end-to-end -end encrypted. The content of your messages is end-to-end -end encrypted. Take a look at your default backups of your devices and whether that's just being saved in some cloud. There was a scandal where that was going on for a long time and people thought they had private communications, but actually everything was just immediately available. So even when I think something's encrypted and private, it probably isn't. There was a document that came out that was leaked by Rolling Stone a couple of years ago that showed all the different private messaging apps and how they compared in terms of privacy. And Signal app was the best. WhatsApp was one of the worst. They already have all my data. What's the point of going private now? 
you can think of it like when you date someone, right? So they know everything about you and you're fine with that. But the moment that you end that relationship, would you still be comfortable with them knowing everything about you going forward? No, you'd probably stop them having access to your Amazon accounts and your Netflix accounts and, and access to your email. You probably wouldn't want them to have that information going forward. Privacy comes down to choice, right? It's not that I want everything that I do to remain private. I'm a public personality as well. I show videos of myself doing all kinds of crazy things. I let people in the public watch them. Uh, it's that I deserve to have the right to selectively reveal to the world what I want them to see. And currently that's not right. the world. Thank you, Naomi Brockwell. Thank you so much. Wow. That's... Uh I got to go through my phone and say, you know, I don't think this is a problem for you, Brian, because you don't have a lot of apps. Not a whole lot. No, sir. But I'm don't literally do a lot of uh, phone apping. <laughs> I guess that means, uh, you know, installing these pieces of software on your phone that allows you to, you know, go do other things on the Internet. Is that right? Well, if uh, anything that you can get that's free is probably collecting data. If you download a game for free, it's probably collecting data. Um, if you, uh, you know, and, and even, you know, there's, uh, well, you know what, we're up against the clock. We'll, we'll come back and, and uh, chat about this. Appliances uh, going south. They don't stand up like they used to. Murray Sabrin will be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, at uh, 10.05, under the fog of war, Ukraine cancels its 2024 presidential elections and the state of the economy. All coming up on The Gary Nolan Show. 9.53, glad to have you with us. We just played a, a John Stossel piece uh, where we talked about, uh, where he talked about, uh, with an expert, all the information, the apps on your phone and computer collect uh, from uh, your web browser to uh, Google Maps, etc., and uh, she suggested deleting all of this stuff, and I understand that. I I never read uh, all of the uh, information in the disclosure, but my understanding is that just about any piece of uh, software or app that you get that is free, they make their money by collecting data. Uh, there are there may be some apps uh, that don't do that. I don't know. Uh, uh, for instance. Uh, my car has an app. It's just for my, you know, for my car and and uh, car financing. So I don't think it um, discloses any information to anybody, but it might. I don't know. So basically, if I'm running a free weather app, for example, and it tells me the current temperature and the current conditions and what to expect tomorrow, this company could be collecting data yeah. about other things like yes. I'm messaging my wife and there's like oh look look what he just said to her they could be you know tr tracking you wherever you go in your car uh there's all kinds of that you've got to go through but and, they can't get a hold of my messages right well in some cases you may be giving them permission when you say i accept yeah they could be doing it yeah that's that's what's frightening and i think they purposely make these things so long these uh, uh, these uh, contracts, you know, where you accept their terms of service. I think they purposely make them so long and so verbose that nobody wants to read the damn things.
That's why I thought, boy, this would be a great way to make a living. Come up with an app that looks at um, the, the disclosures and tells you what information they collect, what permissions you give them. Because nobody reads it, and we don't know. And I seriously, you know, I, I really enjoy some of the apps on my phone. They make life easier for me. But, you know, what's the price? And, if, and it's not just the creepiness of looking up the price of a, a new refrigerator and finding that on your laptop, your desktop, your smartphone, your iPad, uh, all that information suddenly, you know, the, suddenly getting all these ads. It's not just that creepiness, but it's that the government is using your tax dollars to buy that information. You know, and maybe uh, they look at your finances uh, based on your tax return and they go, well, you know, he, he shouldn't have been able to afford that refrigerator. And we got uh, we bought this information, and, and we know that he did. God, I think it's kind of creepy, and it's and I think it's uh, it's mighty troublesome. That's, I guess that's the uh, the bottom line. All right, uh, coming up uh, over the course of the next hour, we are uh, going to have Nathan Wooster on. Uh, he's in South Carolina. He's following this uh, this election that's coming up, the primary. We'll chat with him and find out what he has uncovered. Uh, we're going to talk about VP candidates for for uh, Donald Trump. Somebody ought to be looking at VP candidates for, <laughs> for Joe Biden. Uh, because, really, that's you're voting for, in all likelihood, his VP. Uh, I don't wish him any ill will. I want him to live a happy life. I'd be fine if he lives to be 100 plus. But the odds are not in his favor. And so, uh, you know, four years from now, who will be president if he wins? We don't talk about that too much. Uh, but we, but the Democrats ought to. They had to sit, uh, sit down and have a little, little conversation about whether or not they think uh, Kamala would be strong enough to, to pull the ticket through. I don't think so. Uh, you know, he's, he's unpopular to begin with. His numbers are deeply upside down, and hers are even worse. So if a Democrat is going, well, I'll vote for him uh, because I don't think he'll make all four years. He'll drop out or something will happen, uh, and, and I'll, uh, I'll hope that the vice president can handle everything. And then they look at Kamala Harris and they go, oh, boy, there, there is nothing here on this ticket worth voting for. Just something to, to think about. But I am curious to see, because... Uh, some people are suggesting Ron DeSantis. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that will ever happen again. Uh, the, he might have had a chance if he hadn't primaried against him. But Ramaswamy is one of the uh, people being suggested. And uh, Christy Nome. Some even suggest Tulsi Gabbard. I don't see that one happening either. But um, we'll kick that around with you. In the meantime, the state of the economy and uh, Ukraine elections. That's coming up on the Gary Nolan Show on the, Gary, on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 